For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We are going. We are going. So, welcome back to another episode of Wisco Fanatics. Uh, last one before Christmas, so Merry Christmas to everybody. We have a full house tonight. Uh, myself and Tyler as normal. Uh, Bryant came to join us today again. Hi, Bryant. I Hello. know that we're going to have some battles today. Not with each other, but, you know, with the fan base, I would say. And we welcome back Simon. Simon, welcome back, buddy. How you feeling? Like shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm well, a little sick. It's not the right I, I, I was going to be a good friend and a bad friend. I was going to be a good friend to Tyler and Brian, make a joke. But if if you feel how you look, yeah, you probably feel like shit. <laughs> I feel like crap. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm good. All right. Let's go fanatics is more important. So I'm glad you're here sticking it out. (laughs) I agree. Um, With that being said, we are going to discuss the Green Bay Packers loss to the Buccaneers. Yes, they still have a chance at the playoffs. We will discuss that as well. And, you know, we're going to talk about what they can do to beat the Carolina Panthers, as seems like everybody has done, except the Falcons, who decided to lose them nine to seven last week, which was odd. Nine to to six. Six. They only scored six. Oh, six. Sorry. I apologize. Nine to yep. six. Um, but yeah. I would say right six to nine, it. but yeah. <laughs> that sounds better in my opinion. So, Bryant, how you feeling, buddy? How was your week? Pretty good. I had a short week. You know, only work Monday through Wednesday, and now I only work Wednesday through Friday next week. So, that's, that's kind of nice. Took a little nice. bit, a couple days off, so. Nice, nice. We, uh. We, I have off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, go back Thursday, and then I have off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's going to be good for my mental health. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> well, we'll see. That's two Packers games during that time frame. So. Yeah. So it's a lot of Bucks games, though, too. Yeah. So they've, they've been helping out. I'll just say that. Uh, <laughs> Simon, the law, uh, everybody's waiting. How, how was your week, buddy? It was great. I jumped in some cold ass water. Gee, I wonder why you're sick. <laughs> yeah, right. I was, I was sick horrible. before that. I've been sick for like the last three days. Um, yeah, it's been good. I built an igloo. I don't know if I told you guys that. <laughs> you didn't send you us built a picture. A... You actually built. I, I didn't have my phone. Picture. You built a real phone. igloo. Wow. Well, it, it was like an improvised military igloo, but listen, more or I'm less. not mad. <laughs> I'm just disappointed. I didn't have my phone. I was in the middle of nowhere. That's not an excuse. You could have drawn oh, a picture. Man. Military grade <laughs> Military strength igloo. Yeah, basically. It was just a military grade igloo. Oh, shit. That's, that's, that's awesome. interesting. I wish I could have uh, saw it. That's all I got to say. All right. Did so you see it? Gonna... Yeah. Nice. Fucking an igloo? That's actually kind of cool. <laughs> It was probably pretty cold. It wasn't probably. bad. It was like I mean, he, it was it was big enough for water. two of us. So I like slept back to back with this one guy. It wasn't that cold. <laughs> Just trading farts all night. What is the alternative? I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> all right. Now that we've started this show with a really weird tangent. 
<laughs> hey, that's, hey, that's a military thing. If you're in the cold weather, you sleep close to each other to produce heat. So yes, I get it. For cold I weather training. I mean, it is what it is. Combat calls. <laughs> I don't think. Well, I shouldn't even say I don't think. I know that the answer is all of our stars and our underrated performer. We just have stars this week. We each picked one player from the offense. So Simon, I'll let you go first. Who is your star from the offense? Hey, you guys didn't pick anyone from the defense. <laughs> no. <laughs> I challenge uh, you to give me one star from the defense, Simon. Uh, let me do some research. <laughs> uh, I picked Jordan Love. Uh, he had an overall solid day. Not gonna, we'll get there when we get there. But uh, he went 29 of 39, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, yeah, he had an overall solid day. Uh, Brian, who did you pick? I picked Dontavian Wicks. Uh, obviously, he led our team in our reception. I think it was like five for 96. I can't find the exact numbers right now. Something around that. But the thing was, a couple of those catches, he absolutely just ran people over afterwards. Like, um, I'll talk about it a little bit more, but it's I think it's start, time to start talking about Dontavian Wicks as getting a majority of the snaps, to be honest. So. Hey, hold on one second. Kenny Clark, he had a good day. There you go. <laughs> and Igbari had a couple of good plays, yeah. too. I'll say that, because he obviously had the strip sack. So, uh, Jake, who did you pick? I picked uh, the poet, Tucker Craft. I mean, that guy drops bars. I'm just going to say that. He's already one of my favorite players for uh, some of his tweets he sent out the last He also weeks, dropped but... his nut sack on a dude's face. So... <laughs> he did. He, did. he, did. he, he heard himself doing that. He but a drop, because he was hobbling after for a while. <laughs> I was like, eh. Not great, um, but he had four <laughs> catches, 57 yards, and he scored a touchdown after an Enigbari strip sack, so uh, made the, the fourth down decision look like a good one, in my opinion. Yep, I agree. So I went with another wide receiver. I went with Jaden Reed. He had six catches on eight targets, 52 yards, and a touchdown. A really nice touchdown, one that I think shows, uh, I think it was, shoot, it might have been Dan Orlovsky, honestly, that brought it up that he had this, the miss to Samari Toure in the same spot in the end zone against the Giants and then was able to convert it to Reed against the Buccaneers. Um, so just a good play there. We'll talk about Jordan Love individually, but I'm going to let Bryant go first and talk about the wide receivers. Yeah, kind of like, you know, we just talked about two of them, right? Um, you know, Jaden Reed, Dontavi Wicks, I, I don't – he might be the best conventional wide receiver on this team by the end of next year if he's not already in there. I think Jaden Reed is the best, um, like, gadget-type, versatile wide receiver. But Dontavian Wicks, like, I love Romeo Dodds, but I think when Christian Watson comes back, Dontavian Wicks needs to at least be on par with the snaps that they're getting at this point because all he's done is prove that he can be there. And I think you had a number, Tyler, that he's, like, already one of the most successful rookie fifth round mm-hmm. wide receivers in NFL history, like top 20 yep. or whatever it was. He's already top um, 20. Yep. And he's, you know what I mean? If he was getting snaps all season long, I know Puka Nakua is, you know, a fifth round pick who probably goes down as one of the best ever rookie seasons uh, for that, for that draft choice. But it's he's like, number one already keep, by like a long shot. Yeah. But Dontavian Wicks, man, like even when he's catching the ball, he could have stepped out of bounds. No, I know sometimes we're like, Hey, just get out of bounds. So you don't fumble, but no, he straight laid the hammer on a couple people. Um, he's had another nice showing with three receptions. Um, honestly, Dobbs, I'm a little surprised. He's kind of cooled down the last back half of this season. It seems like he's consistent. He shows his really, you know, good hands one or t- once or twice a game, but I was kind of hoping he would step up more with Watson being injured again. 
Um, but really overall, really good game from the first and second year wide receivers. Everyone calling for a wide receiver in the first round. I'd be really shocked unless someone falls to us. Honestly, if you want to go sign a veteran, if like if you're like, hey, let's throw some money at Mike Evans or something, fine. And if he wants to come to Green Bay, but unless you're gonna get like a like one of them type receivers, I wouldn't push for it too much in the draft because I think we have it on the team, especially if Watson. We just need Watson to stay healthy. And he's talked about like doing research and what he can to stay healthier, but um, you know, has hasn't worked as much, but we'll see what happens this offseason. But other than like the I don't recall any obvious drops other than the one play where the wide receivers essentially ran the same route and got confused and no one caught the ball. It was a pretty solid game. Yeah, that's and it's unfortunately like they weren't credited with any drops, but that's just one of those things where it's like uh, kind rookies. of a draw, yeah. It's rookies. Because it looks like Don Tavian Wicks could have caught it, but felt someone behind him, so he let it yeah, go. He and the ball and somebody else. I think it was Reed and Wicks. I can't remember. But, yeah. I think it was Reed and Wicks, too. But yeah, it's like one of those things where, like, the ball goes over his head, and it looks like he's, you know, it's like if he were to jump with his arms up, it looks like he could catch it. But then he's, like, looking over his shoulder because he thinks the ball is for somebody behind him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So, tight ends, Tucker Craft uh, played 57 snaps. It's 97%. He allowed one pressure, one hurry, so he's still blocking well. That's that's his calling card coming in. Uh, he had four catches on fifty on six targets, 57 yards, and a touchdown. Ben Sims only played 10 snaps. He had zero for one target. Um, not really anything going on with Ben Sims. As far as rookie tight ends go, the Packers did open the practice window for Luke Musgrave. So he has 21 days until he has to be activated, which – should the Packers get into a playoff spot, which is something we'll talk about, um, he would have to be activated before that. So if the Packers make the playoffs, Luke Musgrave would have to be on the active roster. They He's not playing this week, but he is getting back to practicing, which is the thing. So even if he doesn't play, and if people are going to be like, well, why activate him if he's not going to practice or play? He can still practice, and with him being a rookie, Getting him into the practices and things like that can help continue his football IQ, his you know, his yep, getting used to the NFL, his acclimation. So still having him activated, even if he's not playing games, is still useful for him. Yeah, and um, that's kind of a unique injury, you know what I mean? Like you pretty much yeah. have to heal. You know, it's not like he sprained an ankle and can you play through it or not. It's basically like, hey, is there a risk of it reopening the laceration if you get hit? And from what I read, it sounded like he had like a pretty severely yeah. lacerated kidney. That's um, crazy. Still crazy. And then you just finish yeah, that game. Sometimes yeah. in football, you play through pain. I'm like, bro, you ripped yeah, an organ. Playing while his freaking <laughs> kidneys are bleeding. That's wild. Uh, Reggie <laughs> said the game was crazy, but my undefeated, my undefeated streak is done at games. Eh, well, can't win them all. You Thinking jinxed yourself, out. Reggie. You jinxed yourself. Shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> uh, on the passing game distribution, I still – I think when this season's over, the passing game distribution is going to be my favorite thing because it's been so good. Nine different players were targeted by Jordan Love. Eight different players had receptions. Zero drops. Jaden Reed had eight targets, had six catches. Dontavian Wicks had seven targets, six catches. Uh, Tucker Craft had six targets, four catches. And Aaron Jones had four catches on four targets. Uh, Jordan Love was two for four on deep balls. Two of them were under pressure. That's a 135.4 rating on passes of 20 plus yards. For so this game? What's that? For this game? For this game specifically, oh, okay. yes. Yeah, because like you'd see 50% two for four and be like, oh, 50%. But on deep balls, that's a good completion percentage. Yeah. It is. Um, 
He was five for six on balls between 10 and 19 yards, 14 for 17 from zero to nine and eight of nine behind the line of scrimmage. So we'll talk about Jordan Love. He gets his own segment, but he was very good on Sunday. You remember that stat I sent you? I do. Yes, I have that. Um, Simon, how did the old line do? Yeah, I uh, I thought they played pretty solid. Um, Rashid Walker, I think, is really overcoming a lot of his earlier mistakes mm-hmm. in the year, and he's starting to look uh, like he could be an answer at left tackle for us going forward. I think a lot of the game experience uh, <clears throat> has has done really really well for him, and it's no contest even more. Even though they're still kind of rotating that left tackle in. Uh, he's outstapping um, Yash Nyman by uh, quite a bit at this point. And I think I, I sent this to someone or I saw it somewhere. He has the second highest pack, pass block win rate in the NFL this year. It's insane. Behind Trent Williams. Naturally. <laughs> naturally, yeah, naturally. Um, Brian, how did the running game look? Well, 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 the the yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, and then uh, John Runyon and uh, Sean Ryan are at basically a 50-50 split at this point. Uh, Runyon had 31 uh, and Ryan had 29. And then it really is just Josh Meyer really looks like the weak link to this O-line. If he's in the Packers uniform next year, I'd be really, really surprised. And I thought, um, you know, when we ran the ball, which wasn't much on Sunday, um, I thought they opened up a few – run uh running holes that you know weren't there earlier in the year is myers in the last year of his contract yes he was in the 2020 this is, draft class. Yeah, this is his last year on his contract oh wow yeah um, i'll say if he's still under contract i think they'll i'd be surprised if he's starting next year but i don't think they should resign I, he's not gonna be i'd be really surprised if he was retaining I just, I, that's one of those picks that i felt like they just fall, fell in love with an ohio state Line, uh, I, because Creed Humphreys was like one of the top, like everyone was saying he's the top center. And for us to pick him right before the Chiefs and seeing that he's one of the top one, that's just like, come on, man. I, I know why the Packers picked him. Like, I, I get it. Like, I they the valued fight. his athleticism and his ability to pull more than Creed Humphreys. We're going to talk about Jordan Love, obviously, more later. But Esmeralda said, I love my Packers, but I have my doubts on our QB. Some of his plays are just bad. He might not be our next QB. I hope I'm wrong. I don't know if I agree with that because I think he's he's had some bad plays, which, yes, like he's had some bad ones, but he's had way more like wow plays than like, come on now, dude. I would just, Esmeralda, I would encourage you to go look around the NFL and see like some of the other quarterbacks that are starting. We're pretty lucky, to be honest. Like that 25 11 number is pretty damn good. Yeah. Just going to tell you that you're, you're wrong. Just in our opinion, you're wrong. And also, like Jordan Love has gotten significantly better as the season goes along. And I would also take that into account. So if you like, just because we knew it was going to be a bumpy ride with him this year, Mm -hmm. I I think pretty much everyone expected that in some way, shape, or form. (laughs) But if you look at where he was week one to where he is now, I like that trajectory a lot. And I. I think at this point in the offseason, they're probably going to offer him a contract extension. His supporting cast hasn't been that good either. Like, we can talk about the rookie wide receivers, and we can get more to this when we get to love, but he Mm -hmm. doesn't – and I'll segue this into the running game, what I'm going to do right now. The running game has not been consistent for him all year. He's had people – he's had 
you know, AJ Dillon in there, but yeah, I'm sorry. I love AJ Dillon. Great guy. He is not a number one running back. Yep. Um, Patrick Taylor probably honestly should have been getting a lot of those snaps ahead of AJ Dillon. should have still been on the team. Talk about that if we want to, but um, for running game for this game, look great uh, for the first drive. And then Matt before forgot existed again. I, I'm so literally, I'm so sick of hearing Matt before saying, I need to, if that's on me, I need to get Jones the ball more or, Oh, he was on a pitch count, so I gave him the ball nine times the first drive, and then you didn't use him the rest of the game. So we had, what, 46 rushing yards the first drive of the game, and then 16 the rest of the game. Like, how does that happen? Like, how does that happen? Like, and then he says, the same, how many, probably over 10 times now, I bet if we went back and cut up Matt LaFleur, we could find him saying, yeah, I need to get Jones the ball more, at least a minimum of 10 times. It's, like, insane to me. We all, like, I think we were all in agreement before this year started. That he was our best Aaron player. Jones was our most our best player in offense. Yep, and he's still top three for sure. And you know, there's mm-hmm. been some emergence from like Jaden Reed, Jordan Love, stuff like Sorry, that. Aaron Jones is still a different. Like, how different did our running game look that first drive? We were, I was like, holy crap, this is like we've been missing this. Yeah, um, and we know what he brings in the passing game too. Yeah, and I know I would I would have to go back, but I'm pretty sure maybe one game Jones cracked 100, maybe not, but like. Um, I don't think there's one rushing 100-yard game this year. Nope. Um, like, it, it's, it hasn't been good. So, Jordan Love, without the running game, which is, a like, a huge thing for young quarterbacks, has played pretty damn well. And if we can get someone in and that can, can stay healthy and run the ball, like, as much as I love Jones, his health has gone down the, a lot the last couple of years. Yeah. So, I think yeah, we need to bring someone in next year. And I think with a consistent running game, Jordan Love will take another step. But, yeah, it looked great this game. Um, a little foreshadowing, uh, you know, Carolina is decent, are really good against pass. Not they're okay against the run, but they've given up 21 rushing touchdowns. Jordan Aaron Jones needs to touch the ball this game, so yeah. And he That's does not have an isn't he? Doesn't after the game, Jordan should have had the ball more. I'm gonna freaking fly to Carolina and punch him in the throat. <laughs> if he doesn't touch the ball 25 times, I'm gonna be pretty pissed. I, won't I would say at least eight. I, my number is like 16 to 18. Bro, he, he had 17 against Tampa, so I'm gonna the only say reason I'm saying. 25 17 against Tampa, it's, it's 13 put up carries and four receptions, but he had like really you know, 10, 10 of those touches came on the first drive or whatever. Was the problem? Yeah, yeah, only well, I literally carries. don't remember him touching the ball. <laughs> I thought he had like eight touches, yeah, he had, it was all yeah the first 13 drive. carries and four receptions. He had 17 touches. Wow. Okay, that's so, way less than I thought it was. Like like I said, pretty much half of those touches came on the first drive, and that's why it felt like it was nothing. Right. Uh, David said, let me know your request. I'll be four rows up from the bench. Um, <laughs> Throw something at Matt LaFleur and write on it, hand Aaron Jones the damn ball if he hasn't had 10 touches in the first half minimum. I'll uh, Let's see. If you hit him in the head with it, I'll pay for your ticket. <laughs> I, I got one. You need to hold a sign that says "Follow Wisco Fanatics." Do that for us. Yeah, there you go. That's a better request than anything I was going to think did. of. You'll get on TV too because we're going to be famous someday. Um, you always said happy holidays, so we want to pass it on as well. Uh, we, we did open the show by saying that, but we'll say it again. Um, yeah, David, if you do it and we see you on TV, I don't know. We'll send you something. We'll figure something out. If I see Wisco, I got a Jaden Reed signed rookie card. I'll send you if we see Wisco Fanat- follow Wisco's fanatics on the TV. How about hey, that? I would do it for that. So would I. 
right. Um, Jake, how did the red zone offense look? David said I'll put one on each side. <laughs> it was room for improvement, I guess I'll say. Um, first, first one, obviously we lost the ball fourth down, but uh, we had second and five at the 19. Jones ran for seven yards. Um, then we had first and 10 at 12. Jones again for seven yards. So from the 19, he's got 14 of them. Then we're at second and three at the five-yard line. Jones goes for two yards to the Tampa Bay three. Then we're at third and one at the three. We try to give Jones the ball again. We're just going to ride Aaron Jones into the end zone, it seems like, right? Well, the Buccaneers were like, yeah, fuck that, and uh, minus one yard. So we get the fourth and two, and Love tries to throw a pass to Reed, which he had him. And this might be one of the plays that Esmeralda is talking about, and that's just that's just Love, you know, following his P's and Q's, you know, staying on his feet, you know, delivering the ball where it's supposed to be. Uh, feed Jones will be yelled. I agree with that. Um, so then we turn the ball over on downs. Uh, obviously, we know what happens. Uh, Enigbar ends up getting a strip sack, and we, you know, that sets up my next one. Um, first and goal at the four. We try to hand the ball to Jones again. Minus one. Tampa Bay is uh, pretty much figuring out what Matt LaFleur had planned in the red zone. Well, they're they're good against the run, too. Yeah, they, they're pretty decent. I mean, they have some Especially good Especially in that condensed space. Yeah. Right. Um, then you have second and goal. Uh, we run a tight end screen, and Tucker Craft flips, dives, falls into the end zone. It was a beautiful thing, and I was like, let's go, baby. We're going to cook with gas now, right? So then the next one was actually a field goal. Uh, we had a third and nine at the – at the 22, and uh, Jones uh, caught a pass for four yards, and that set up a fourth and five. We got a field goal. So then we have a fourth fourth one. We had five trips to the red zone on Sunday, and we only had two touchdowns on two of them. So the fourth one, Love to Melton for seven yards. We have first and 10 at the 13, and this is where Love throws back-to-back plays to Taylor, which, in my opinion, I would have loved to see Aaron Jones in these situations. But he hits Taylor for minus three. Then we have second and 13 at the 16. Love to Taylor for minus one. And then Jordan Love just turns into prime Aaron Rodgers and throws a fucking dart. That's such a sick play. <laughs> Dude, I was like, all right. I got to say that's probably his best throw in the year. I know the one against Detroit was sick in that window. That yeah. like next Dude, level. That was 100% the best play he's had this year. He saw the pressure. He stepped up in the pocket. He delivered a pass on the run in a very tight window in a situation where the game was kind of slipping away. you got to take the situation into a factor as well. And That's I'm going to tell you right now, I said it to you, Tyler, that throw came with a signing bonus, and I will stand on that. Uh-huh. I like that. I'm with that. That came with a big, fat signing bonus. And I actually did a tour. Uh, I was disgustingly sick on Sunday. Uh, had the had the 24-hour flu, and still I found a way to shit less in the Packers' defense. Just had to throw <laughs> that joke out there. Um but I did a tour because I was feeling better on Monday afternoon. And uh, my girlfriend and I were the only one. It was the last slot for tours for the year. And I was talking with the guys, and we were talking about Jordan Love. And I was like, man, he's he's the guy. He's going to get signed to like a four-year deal in the offseason. And they, they both were like, we work for the Packers, so we're not allowed to like say our real opinions. But just know that we agree. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well. And every time they tried to, like, ask a question, I was just like, oh, yeah, I remember that play. Oh, yeah, I remember that game. But I did learn <laughs> some cool stuff about Lambo. I'll just say that. So back to the task at hand, red zone, last last trip, second and seven at the 18. 
Love the Jones for three. Third and fourth to 15. Love incomplete to craft. We got a field goal on fourth down. That's not touchdowns. We like touchdowns in the red zone, not field goals. So we have some room for improvement. Uh, I would love to see. I think this offense is much better when Christian, especially in the red zone, when Christian Watson is available. He just provides so much more versatility, in my opinion. So I'm really looking forward to seeing if Christian Watson get on the field soon. I, I know that it's probably not going to happen this week. I wouldn't mind getting him back against the Vikings and letting him score the touchdown that he needs to get. Oh, oh, let's open the Vikings game with a 75-yarder to Watson. Make up for all the, the bad football gods, they owe him one. They do. We'll see. if I, I'm still – well, for one, if we lose, I think they shut him down for the rest of the year. But two, um, with him not practicing all this week, they'll probably do a limited crap next week, and then he won't play, and then uh, maybe against Chicago. Maybe. You never know. I don't know anything. Okay. So, looking at third downs, um, David said it's early. He's been improving. His footwork is the issue mostly. I really think he can square away and take yet another step. Yep. Could absolutely footwork is something you can work on the offseason. Like, exactly. And footwork um, directly leads to accuracy. Yeah. Yep. I'll say a third down offense. Packers were 6 of 12. That's 50%. That's pretty good. They were 0 of 2 on fourth down, which is kind of a bummer. But we talked about them already. Uh, the first half, Packers are two for five on third down. That's forty percent, which was my goal for them. They were zero for one on fourth down in both halves. Uh, second half, though, four for seven. That's fifty-seven percent. I will absolutely take that. That includes the touchdown to Jaden Reed. Um, yeah, really, no complaints on third down. The Packers. That's something they've been massively improved on from last season to this season. Last year, they were about thirty-nine and a half for thirty-nine and a half percent. This season. They've been so much better, and I'm actually going to bring it up again when we get into our preview because that's something that I'm going to uh, call out on the preview for the Packers offense. That said, uh, Bryant covers special teams. Bryant, how are you feeling about special teams? I mean, there wasn't much to say about it because Tampa Bay did this the favor of just calling fair catches the entire time, um, and then our defense did us the favor of only forcing one punt. So, I mean, other than Carlson making this couple kicks, you know, Nixon had two great returns for 14-yard average. Um, so he continues to hurt us. He'll be a pro bowler because he's the only person in the NFL that takes kick, kicks out of the end zone and returns them. So he looks all great with all these yards. But half the time it's getting to where if you take a knee and then, you know, a certain percentage of that ends up in penalties. So it's, so he'll probably be a pro bowler or whatever. But uh, Carson, Carlson looked good. Maybe it was the way the, the broadcast looked. But I swear a couple – both those kicks looked like – if they're three yards longer, they would have been wide right. But it was probably just the angle he's kicking out from the left hash. But it was nice to see him make both of his. Yeah. Uh, he seemed to feel or, you know, get back to being a little bit better. I think he was perfect last week, too. So, um, Switching over to the defense. Uh, Simon, how did the secondary do? <laughs> yeah, it was rough. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, definitely a tough day. For the secondary, uh, just the, their receivers just killed us in the middle of the field, especially. Um, and the tight end. Yeah, and the tight ends. Just, I don't know. It, it was super disappointing. The only play I can really remember being a positive was um, uh, Valentine had a pass breakout. On a, I think it was Mike Evans. Other than that, he just got killed. Baker Mayfield and those receivers killed us. Chris Godwin killed us. <laughs> 
Uh, we had a, there was a couple of missed tackles that ended up making long games. It, it sucks too because like yeah. I feel like our and not to like bump into the pass rush, but our pass rush actually had a solid enough game. But then it'd be like second and nineteen or whatever, and they would just allow like an eighteen yard gain. It, it was just it was really disappointing. Uh, second and eighteen, they let nineteen yards. Second and yeah. twenty nine, they let up twenty four yards. Four, yeah. So I'm going to say this because there's lots of Packers shows out there. And I guarantee if you watch any other Packers shows, 95% of them spent at least 15 minutes talking about Joe Barry. We we made our post about it. We said that he's he's here for the last three games. There's nobody on the staff who's like a, a leading candidate to be a defensive coordinator. You know, it's not like, it's not like we have a, a defensive coordinator in waiting on the staff as an assistant. So by firing him, all you're doing is having one less person in the room trying to fix the defense. So at that point, just going to hold on to him, let his contract expire, and then move on at the end of the season. Now what we're going to try to do is in these last three games, we are going to try to look for what we want in the new defensive coordinator. So even if it ends up being like, you know, we don't want this type of coverage or we don't want this type of scheme, whatever that may be, and then we're going to use that to feed into our offseason of who we want to replace Joe Barry. So we're not going to spend a ton of time being like Joe Barry, Joe Barry, Joe Barry, Joe Barry. We're just going to mention this, and then we're going to move on, and we're going to focus more on the players and what we want for the future because Joe Barry is quite frankly not going to be a part of it, and it's not a secret to anybody. Yeah. So one nasty thing I, I saw, um, it was uh, the Packers allowed 12 plays of 18-plus yards this game. That's fun. That's I what the Packers were doing to the, the Chargers, Lions, and Chiefs during their winning streak. Yeah. Um, I got real tired of the Joe Barry post. Like, I'm not defending him by any means, but, like, uh, after seeing the 100th person post fire Joe Barry, it's just – also, if you spend your time making a whole ass website, uh, that's just kind of like pathetic. Client's <laughs> yeah. over there laughing because he's like, ha, ha, I got it on my server. <laughs> he's like, ha, 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 that was me. <laughs> I, I will say people can complain about, and I said this in the pre-channel. Sorry if I'm stepping on your toes, Tyler. But some people need to blame Matt LaFleur a little bit too because this is the scheme he wants. Okay, this is the scheme he wanted. Like, I would love to go back to a four three, like that would take years to do. I don't know. We got a lot of draft picks this year, buddy. So yeah, 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 we do. But personnel wise, I think that would take at least a couple of years to rebuild. But why? So we're the youngest team in the NFL. Are you saying because what? Because our linebackers aren't big enough, probably, or? Oh, we have plenty of size. We have linebackers. huge linebackers. Yeah, yeah our linebackers are so long big. for the switch. Yeah, I don't think we have the defensive line for it. I you don't think, think we so. might. I don't. I think Kenny Clark, Wyatt, Slayton, Brooks, and then uh, Slayton's a three-four nose. He's not. He's not a four-three D tackle. That's different. You need to be. You need to be quicker. I do I think, think that Carl Brooks play. and Colby Wooden. Happy birthday, Colby Wooden! By the way, I think they would be better as four-four-three D tackles. But I think. I think. Uh... <laughs> Oh my God! How am I blanking on his name right now? Our first round draft pick. I think he could play up on the line too. Lucas Van Ness. Yeah, I, I think he would destroy. No, he he could he could fit in as an end. I for think sure. He could be an end. 
um, Preston Smith probably could too. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be. I'm. I don't know what the Packers are going to do with Preston next year. I don't know. I mean, we if saw I'm it happen to Aaron Cameron when we switched to a three-four. Yeah, I just say we have a first-round pick, two seconds, two-thirds. I mean, let me let me say this: if we're in a situation where, and we're gonna we're gonna come up with candidates, we're gonna have that. Um, John, uh, John said we haven't had defense since the Super Bowl. I mean, it's it is what it is. We've had good players, but not good teams i'll say oh 14 we had a pretty solid defense i was gonna say 2014 our defense was solid it's just that we played way too conservative against seattle and then um really even with joe barry leading against san francisco that that was a really well played game by our defense we just didn't play on special or offense Uh, david i don't know that i agree that smith and campbell are likely gone campbell is probably i don't think i don't think preston smith's going anywhere not unless he, he, just, he just got a contract extension two years ago. I don't think he's going. Anywhere. I think Preston Smith loves Green Bay, so if they went and asked him to refine our restructure, restructure, he would. Yeah, I think so too. Is any restructuring yeah, the offseason? Yeah, I think he freed up some money for us last year. Yeah, I know where Aaron Jones took a five million dollar pay cut. I think he's going to be asked to do something similar like that uh-huh. if he's going to stay on this team. Yeah, yep. Campbell's likely not gone next year. He's only yeah. like only, we only saved like three million by cutting him. Yeah, that's right. That's how he does not play well though. Yeah, but egos are a factor. These are humans, not computers. So he doesn't. He put that post out there, and I'm telling you, he's fucking pissed off. If he wants to be gone, we've seen it in the world plenty of times. If a player does not want to be on that team, they will not be on that team. And he does not sound like he wants to be in Green Bay. Uh, Esmeralda sounds like she agrees with Brian. She says Matt has a lot to do with the way our team is playing. Someone needs to have a talk with Matt. Happy holidays from LA, California. So, oh, happy holidays. Weather better I, than here in North Dakota. <laughs> I think. Uh, I, I just the only problem with pe- people are making people are being awfully uh, like making assumptions about what players mean and who who the fuck really knows, right? Like in my. Well, I, I think Campbell could be talking about the Packers fans in general. I think there's a chance he's talking about fans for sure. Right yeah, here. like there's a, there's a large chance that he could. And the whole, like, Matt LaFleur's losing the locker room, nobody knows if that's true. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're making assumptions based on uh, how bad, how poorly, or I guess disappointing the defense has played. And then a couple fans speaking, or a couple players you know, speaking out. Yeah. I, I don't – who knows if that's true. I, I think people should stop talking as a matter of fact about situations that nobody knows about. And, and there's no possible evidence for it either. Yeah, agreed. Like, all that stuff's going to be kept in-house until who knows. There was a lot of talking heads too, road. David, that, like, like you know, um, actually, you know, we pride ourselves in being talking about Packers football, but, uh, you know – Content creators that have a bigger following than us were ripping DeAndre or Devontae Campbell for you know 159 yards given up in coverage or whatever the number was. So that's yeah, that's not what it is. It's 89. Yeah, it was 89. And 62 of it is after the catch. Yeah. And one and 52 is on one play because he maybe was that was a, maybe that was the linebackers combined to give up that. Yeah, it, that was play. yeah because Quay had a disappointing day in coverage. Well. Um. And 52 of it came on one play because yeah. he missed the pass that went to David Moore. Yeah. That was also played poorly by the secondary. Yep. So Jake has a rush defense. Uh, Jake 
How do you feel about the rush defense? I feel like the rush defense was good, but I feel like the it didn't really matter because the the Buccaneers were coming in there like, hey, we're sling gonna it. sling the, we're gonna sling it. <laughs> Point blank period. Um, I thought they played pretty well though. Uh, overall, twenty seven carries for ninety nine yards. We held them under hundred. Uh, Rashad White did catch a big touchdown, but he didn't rush for a touchdown. But he rushed for 21, 21 attempts. Sorry, just had a computer error in my brain uh, for 89 yards. Um, he did have one 20-yard carry. That's the only 20-yard carry the Packers gave up on the day. It happened on the last drive when the game was pretty much in wraps. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edmonds added three for 13. Tompkins had one for minus one, and Mayfield had two for minus two. Um, we had two negative rush uh, attempts. They had two. We held them to two negative rush attempts and only one big rush attempt. So overall, I mean, the Packers defense. I have a stat about their rush defense over the last six weeks it hasn't been great, but this is a positive sign. Yeah, not bad. Uh, I mean, Simon, to a point, but like if you're if you're throwing the ball up and down right. the field, you're probably not going to. Yeah, the complimentary football at that point. We need to have both. Yeah. I mean, they, they had a lot of attempts that were like. When we were ta- we were talking about the Chiefs game a couple weeks ago, AJ Dillon, he was just having runs that would, you know, get us those couple yards for the first down. That's kind of what their run game was to them, where they would get into, you know, they had the long second down, they would get to third and three. Okay, run the ball for four yards. Here we go, first down, new set of downs. And when we get to the pass rush, I'm going to talk about those long second downs. By the way, all right. Um, Simon has tackling and the defensive line. Uh, yeah. Um. I thought the D-line played pretty well. I thought they Jake stole about half of what I was going to say as far as uh, the run game because they were pretty instrumental in keeping them, you know, you want to keep a, a team around four yards per carry or so or less if possible. Mm-hmm. I thought they bottled up uh, Rashad White pretty well throughout the day, you know, minus that one twenty plus yard carry at the end of the game when the game was already out of reach. Um, but Wyatt and Slayton each showed up. They had three stops apiece. And then in when it comes to pass rush, uh, Kenny Clark had a had a huge day with four pressures and two sacks. Wyatt had a pressure and a sack, and then uh, TJ Slayton also added a pressure. And I thought that overall the D-line looked pretty pretty damn solid throughout the day. Wooden and uh, Brooks were kind of non-factors, though, but rookies, you know. Right. Their, their playing time has been kind of sporadic. Yep. And it did seem like, at least statistically, that the tackling was better. Oh shoot! Sorry, I forgot to go to the tackling. In the tackling, good, yeah. <laughs> sorry, uh, I was waiting for you to segue me into that, and you already <laughs> said it. I lumped them together for you because they're bad. Yeah, I, I know. I, I it, it didn't <laughs> register in my head that you did that. Uh, yeah, statistically, uh, this was a pretty solid overall tackling. It was just when they missed the tackles, it hurt us big time. Like David Moore touchdown. That was just that whole play was just putrid tackling. That had to be like four oh, of the six we missed. Angle. Yeah, bad angles. It, it just hurt us really bad. Um, other than that, like yeah, run game no qualms. Um, the secondary missed two tackles in in the passing game, and that hurt us big. So looking at it, the yards after contact on the ground was. 82. Um, I don't think they track yards after contact on receptions, but um, yards after the catch is 182. 
out of 381. So essentially half of their yards came after the catch. Yeah, yeah got to right. lock that down. Um, all right, Jake has the pass rush. All right, so we covered some of the D-line, but overall we had five sacks. Uh, two from Clark, one from Van Ness, a really big one from Enigbare that set us up for our first touchdown, and Wyatt had one. Uh, Clark's up to eight sacks now on the year, so that's a pretty big number for him. I'm impressed with that. Um, yeah. Van Ness is at three, Enigbare is at two, got his second one, and Wyatt's at five. Uh, you go to quarterback hits, Clark had the one only quarterback hit. Uh, he's up to six on the year. And then you get to hurries. Uh, Rashawn Gary had four to lead the team today. Uh, he has 29 on the year. That's tied for second with Devontae Wyatt. Slayton had one. He's seventh on the team with 11. Kenny Clark had one. Uh, he's, he leads the team in quarterback hurries. Uh, he's at 33. And Preston Smith had one. Uh, he's, at, he's fourth on the team with 18. So the thing I wanted to say – you get them in a situation where their backs are against the wall, right? You get a big-time sack or, you know, they they ran a play where we'd stack them for a big-time loss. Why would you then just sit in a soft zone and give them 700 years to find a wide receiver matched up on a linebacker? Yeah, I don't get it. The whole uh, hold on. defense. Hold on, hold on. Why the fuck are we not blitzing? What the fuck? Dude. The next DC that comes in, I swear to fucking Christ, dude. I'm sorry. I'm so pissed. You guys have no idea how mad I get. I don't I don't verbally talk like I used to during the games. But I tell you what, it's burning in here, dude. Oh, why do we not blitz him and force him to throw it hot? Trust our guys to the front and tackle him. Dude, Jake, we What's talk on? about it with the Badgers all the time, that we love watching them play defense. And obviously it's a different system now, so it's a little bit different. But Right. The the stunting aspect of it, you know, doing different blitzes and not just expecting your two edge linebackers to get home, because we saw it in the Giants game. Pressure on Gary. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's the thing we talked about it. Wherein you know you're expecting just the two guys on the outside to just get home, right? Like you're 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 mix of my thing. Like we got to mix it up. Well, well, here's the here's the thing that I thought of right away, is obviously Quay wasn't doing a very good job in coverage, right? I'm not just calling him out solely, but we saw him blitz last year, and he looked pretty good doing it. Mm-hmm. Maybe on second and eighteen, you could you know cook up a blitz, you know, with Quay Walker, put him on the same size with Sean Gary. They're both super fast. One of them's gonna get there real quick. Can I but, say this on that specific type of play though? Because that's where we saw last week Danny DeVito, Tommy DeVito escaping a lot. Not really. We were just mostly rushing four or five linemen. Like, yeah. how many times? What happened to the cornerbacks blitz? What happened to the safety blitzes? What happened right. to the linebacker that blitz? With we, you have those? we talked about it, Jake, last week. How many times do we say we should have a spy? I Dude, I was yelling at my TV. <laughs> I just don't understand but, how your whole scheme for defense is not give up the big play. But then because you can't get home or won't send a single blitzer, you sit there and give up the big play routinely. The thing, like, it's the just thing trash. That, the thing that makes me so mad is they're like, okay, we got a sack. The crowd's into it. Cover six. And you know what? They're going to send a guy across the formation. They're going to lock up the corner on the outside. So you know what that means? Campbell's on Mike Evans or Campbell's on Chris Godwin again. Dude, how many times do you need to see that shit? 
You're sitting in a really, really high booth. Don't tell me you don't notice that what they're doing. Change it up. That's all I'm asking for. I don't think he knows what he's doing. Yes, he, he does. He's been in the NFL. He's been around the NFL for a long time. He knows what he's doing. But make an adjustment. Make an adjustment. That's what I'm asking for. Just give me one blitz on second and long, dude. Take take the take the damn game in your hands. And when we get to Matt LaFleur, I have something to say about that too. But we can move right. on. Um Bryant, red zone defense. Uh, great. Uh or not even not I wouldn't say great, but they're good on the first drive, held them for to a field goal. Um, if you look at the box score, it says two for four, but that's a joke because it was the last drive of the game where they just slid down and didn't try to score. So the sad part is if you take away that one, the Bucks were only in the red zone three times because we gave up huge touchdowns. So um, the next two trips gave up touchdowns, pretty much game over. So, um, I mean, I don't know, you know, that means two of their – Two or three of their touchdowns, or whatever it was, two of their touchdowns play, came on plays of twenty plus yards. So, it was that Mike Evans and David Moore, I think. Yep. I think they had a twenty-eight and a fifty. Yeah, yeah. So, um, not <laughs> it was not good. So they scored on three or three of their actual red zone drives, two of them being touchdowns. Yeah, sixty-six point seven percent. This game was in Lambeau Field. Yeah. Uh, Jake, third down defense. Just we're gonna keep talking about things that the Buccaneers did well because seven for eleven on third down is fucking ridiculous, dude. Yeah, and then there were what one or one or one or two or two on fourth down, so even better than. So third and threes are shorter. I always cut them up into their you know long, medium, and short. Right, third and three, uh, they went two for three. They were one of one on fourth. Yeah, Uh, third and four. Uh, third and four through six, the third mediums, they were three for six for two touchdowns. So two of the three, you know, third mediums that they picked up, touchdowns. And then you get to third and seven and longer, two for two. I'm not going to talk anymore because I'm getting a little upset. The blood pressure is raising right now. So I'm going to take a little bit of time off before we get to this Matt LaFleur stuff. But, yeah, oh, Matt. That's where we're at. Uh, make me go last, please. <laughs> All right. So on the coaching, my my main thing with Matt Lafleur, because obviously, like everybody else, has thoughts on how Matt Lafleur should handle other things. So I'm going to talk strictly on the field. The only thing that I didn't like with Matt Lafleur on the field is uh, the challenge. Yeah. If you're in a scenario where it's second and one, and you're fighting for a first down where if, if you just let it go, it's third and one, and you potentially have a fourth and one to get that one yard. You essentially still have two more plays to get one yard. And I will I will play the other side of the coin where Jake talked about it in the red zone, where when the Packers were in short-yarded situations, Tampa Bay did stop it. So, like, I will give that, you know, devil's advocate other perspective of it. But that was really my main thing with – with Matt LaFleur was when to throw the challenge flag. I didn't agree with it in that moment. And obviously we could have used another timeout later in the game. That's fair. So that Brian's already talked about special teams. It's been, it's been better. It's been worse. We've talked about it. Uh, we've also talked about Stenovich, not, not super often, but I think we are all in favor of potentially bringing in an, another offensive mind and letting Stenovich go back to coaching the offensive line. Yeah. 
Uh, that said, obviously, Joel Berry, we mentioned it already. We've said, I think, pretty much everything that needs to be said. Yeah. But we know with, I'll say, 99% certainty that he's not going to be back next year. So we're going to try to focus more on players and what we want from um, players who are potentially competing for roster spots for next year and for what we are going to want in the next defensive coordinator because that, that's probably going to be one of the first things, if not the first thing that we discuss in the offseason. Yeah. It might be our, our very first show after the season is over that our very first show post-NFL season is discussing who should be the next defensive coordinator. It's probably one of our first uh, content shows after that. So, Simon, Bryant, I'll let you guys say anything. If there's anything you guys want to say about coaching, um, as far as it, uh, as far as it's concerned with the Packers, I, I kind of said it already. Like people ragging on Barry. Guess what? Lafleur, for one, has shown that he doesn't really want to fire anyone. Everyone's like, oh, he'll be fired at the end of the year. I, I kind of give Matt a hard time for this because it's like he just he just wants to let people's contracts expire like you're not in this game for friends man stop bringing your friends out bring someone i feel like he needs to bring someone that's outside of his comfort zone that he doesn't that might bring a different scheme that doesn't want to run the same thing he wants to run because this is what he wants to run and it's not working and then um another thing is he's really crappy with timeouts if you know you're in a really bad position you are the head coach like call that timeout if you see that you have three on two on that third and four call the damn timeout because you're not stopping that play Call yeah. the timeout, rip into Barry or whatever player was out of position and get them in a spot to succeed instead of, oh, okay, he's just – Godwin's going to run three yards downfield or four yards downfield, turn around, and there's a first down with no con- – like all three of those players on that route tree were open. Any one of us sitting here probably could have made that throw. It was that easy. Like, And that's not even an exaggeration if you go back and watch that play to Godwin. It's disgusting. So, like, just call a damn timeout, Matt, if you're not in a position to succeed. Timeouts aren't only for offense. Yeah, yeah, I, I, and I'm fine with that. Um, Simon, is there anything you just wanted to say on the coaching? Uh, I just, um, I mean, I think it's incredibly hard to just fire someone outright when we're we were in a position where we thought we'd make the playoffs, you know, or we're still in a position where it's still oh, possible. Yeah, definitely and, still, definitely still in a position definitely. where we could make the playoffs. So firing someone midseason just. It's not in the cards, in my opinion. And I, I, I can't, I can't even think of an example where where a team would do that. This is the thing. maybe the Steelers with Canada. The, the yeah, that was actually the in the middle of the season. We are not in the middle of the season. Yeah, we we are essentially eighty percent through the season. Yeah, so well, like well, it was just not going to happen. I mean, they'll look at a couple of weeks ago when we lost to the Giants. Uh, Washington Commanders got smacked so hard by Tommy DeVito, they fired their defensive coordinator. So I'm not saying that should have happened. I'm, but they're in a more dumpster fire like, situation than we are. Yeah. So I don't think, like, I get why I get the concept of why they didn't fire him. Yeah. And, and David, here's the thing David said it should have happened last year. Honestly, like, with Joe Barry moving up into the press box and instead of being on the field, like, I kind of had a feeling like maybe he'd see some better, you know, as far as X's and O's go. We, we can't deny that the defense has had good games this year. Yeah, That's why I spent a large chunk of the season calling the fire Joe Barry narrative lazy, and I stand by having said that when I did. Obviously, these last two games make it hard to say it now, but when I said it, I still mean it. 
Like we had situations like Denver and Pittsburgh and Vegas, like where the Packers defense put them in positions to win. Holding holding teams under 20 points, I will take that every single week. Yeah. Because you should be able to win those games even with a young offense. So it's it's not this scenario where the last two weeks invalidate the 14 before it. So I'll say that. And, and again, we're not we're not in the middle of the season. We are I'll say in some of the games though, other than the Rams, like even those games that we could have right. won because it was like 19 points or whatever. It was mm-hmm. still not that easy. They were still moving the ball up and down the field. They was just like making the play at the right time. So kind of eating up the clock, help, you know, rhythm and stuff. I mean, so the, the Chiefs game, the, top, the two red zone field yeah. goals, the Falcons game is kind of tough because like, you know. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. People want to pin that on the defense because they allowed them to come back, but the Packers offense possessed the ball for less than three minutes in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and I, I got it, like with the soft coverage, but with the soft coverage means they're going to convert a lot of third downs a lot of time. Right. You know what I mean? So it's just a lot of long, sustained drives. And trying to do that against Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not the time. So, Jake, you have any other thoughts? Last thing I'm going to say about Barry, uh, I commend him for having accountability. Uh, people are going to say that's what he's supposed to do, but having accountability in today's world is not something that happens very often. So for him Can to I come say out, something on that really quick? Because I saw some people saying some really ugly things about that. Is that, that he's trying to make people feel sorry for him. No, no, no. Because that's trash that people are saying that. That's yeah, no, no, no. And and one of my biggest things and one of the lessons that I'm trying to teach my son right now is accountability, right? You know, take responsibility for your own actions. And, you know, you know, even he could see, you know, he's, he's messing up shit, right? So for him to come out and admit it and, you know, look at look the problem in the face and try to fix it, that's, that's a man's man in my book. So I commend him for that. I just want to give him credit for that since I've been kind of ripping him apart. But – I'm going to say this about the floor. God damn it, man. I want to like you so bad. I want to like you so bad, dude. I really do. But when I hear shit like, I'm going to pay closer attention to the defense, I'm sorry. It brings me back to the guy who you replaced, Mike McCarthy, because McCarthy said something similar to that before he got fired. And you know what? You're going to follow in his footsteps pretty goddamn soon. If he does not, Yes, Barry's going to be gone after this year. If he does not, and I agree with Bryant, he needs to go with somebody outside of his comfort zone. He needs to bring a real defensive coordinator. This team needs a freaking blue blood guy, guy that eats sheets, eats shits, football. I don't care. We need a real defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. If Malaflor doesn't get that guy, he's going to be out the door too. Do not tell me that you're not paying attention to the defense because that makes me really fucking pissed off. I will give you a little bit of an easy break because the offense was really young. You're coming up with a new quarterback, got a bunch of rookie, you know, pass catchers and tight ends. And if you look at this season, the defense was playing really, really good, right? To, to start the season, they had their ups and downs. The offense was just kind of shit, you know, for a couple of weeks, right? It was very inconsistent. And now it's kind of – and now you're going to tell me that you're going to pay attention to the defense? No, don't, don't do that. 
Okay, that, that shit pisses people off. You need to get this shit under control because you are the one driving the ship. We talk all the time about Rogers giving the keys to fucking Jordan Love, right? That's great and all. But you know who's really driving this damn bus? Is the head coach. People talk all the time about the great Cowboys dynasty. And you know what they also talk about from that dynasty? That Troy Aikman's overrated. You want to know why he was allowed to be overrated? Because they were really fucking well coached. Jimmy Johnson is a hell of a coach. And he's in the Hall of Fame for a reason. So let's get this shit figured out, Matt. And I understand you've been going through a lot of stuff the last couple of years, but this is the big boy league. And you're coaching the Green Bay Packers, okay? We don't mess around. We don't hang division banners around here. Remember when you said that? We're going for Super Bowls. So let me say this, too, on the on where his attention is going. I think this is another one of those scenarios where having a potentially offensive-minded you know, guy for offensive coordinator would help. If, if Matt LaFleur could turn the reins over to an offensive coordinator that can call plays and Matt can then say, I'm going to focus on the defense and we can feel comfortable that the offense is still in good hands. I mean, that's fair, but... And I'm, and I'm not saying that it shouldn't be that he can't focus on both, but if he's going to give extra attention, it shouldn't come at the expense of the other side of the ball. And when you guys are talking about getting a guy who's outside of Matt LaFleur's comfort zone, what it brings to mind to me is they should get a guy who's willing to challenge Matt LaFleur on things. So, and that's a thing where it's an iron sharpens iron situation. It's not like we're saying that like, the defensive coordinator needs to like undermine Matt LaFleur's authority, but it should be from a perspective of purely football where they can, you know, butt heads on things, but come out of it, you know, uh, a, a sum of the sum of the two is greater than the sum of their parts. The, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. We're like a one plus one equals three situation. Right. You know, and that could be a situation where, God, I do not want to hear about miscommunication. You should not hear about miscommunication this late into the season. That is ridiculous. And not in a scheme that's been running by most of those players for three years. Man, that's – Well, and they've – unfortunately, I will say this, like Carrington Valentine has not been in this scenario for three seasons. Anthony Johnson Jr. has not been in this scenario for three seasons. Jonathan Owens hasn't been here for three seasons. But they are all surrounded by players that have been. I understand. I'm not trying to hear that shit. I'm really not. No. We're we're not giving nothing. No. This defense was supposed to carry this year. Joe Barry's okay. in the how many? So okay, long. how many of the guys that were supposed to carry this defense have been healthy for eighty percent of the season? Even, I mean, Rashawn Gary's been in every single game. Kenny Clark's okay. been. And how many games, games have we talked about where Rashawn Gary has gamed himself out of games? I'm, I'm, I'm not defending I'm just, any. I'm not defending. I'm not saying that Joe Barry should be excused for it, but I'm saying that there are other contextual things that need to be brought up. I mean, every team's got injuries, so I'm not trying to hear that either, to be completely honest with okay, you. Okay, but how many of them are dealing with injuries to their best players constantly? Because I And mean, I don't want to hear this about Jair Alexander, that he doesn't want to play either, because that's bullshit. I mean, San Francisco lost, what, their best tight end? I mean, their best safety. They're not falling apart on the back end. Okay, Sam, San Francisco's fucking loaded. So yeah, That D-line's but- disgusting. And well, they added Chase Young to it. Since they team. added Chase Young, that defense. Well, and Hargrave in the offseason, too. True. But 
we've we've had either Quay or that have lost players that are playing well. Okay, but we're we're talking about a guy that we would say is a top three corner. That's the only one though. Who else though? Quay Quay or Campbell's been in every game. We've had at least one of them in every game. And McDuffie's honestly been one of the better better on the three. McDuffie's been pretty good. I agree with that. McDuffie's been good. Yes, absolutely. But safeties, corners, obviously the linebackers, the continuity is not there though. Yeah, but we haven't played that many great quarterbacks, Tyler, either. I how many good, that, how many good quarterbacks? They're still all NFL quarterbacks, Jake. It, this brings me back to my point I made either last game or prior, game prior. Our defense is good against quarterbacks I want to throw deep for the most part, but it's just crap against mediocre quarterbacks, and that's who we keep getting lit up by. We let what Tommy said, DeVito or whatever, Danny DeVito, whatever the hell, Tommy DeVito, and Baker Mayfield be back-to-back NFC players of the week. Let Baker Mayfield go 158.3 in Lambeau Field. Guess why? Because we're playing soft. We're not pressuring anyone, and it's crap. I'll yeah. say this. Calling Desmond Ritter an NFL quarterback is a pretty big leap. Okay. That was three months ago. It was, but he's on the list of shitty quarterbacks. Is, is okay, well, really let's also be honest here. Desmond Ritter should have thrown three interceptions too. Yeah, that's true. But he didn't. No, because our guys can't fucking catch the damn ball. Wow, well, Quay Walker caught a pick six the week before. So yeah, and well, Zaire never catches interceptions. That's why he plays cornerback and not wide receiver. That's true. But I'll say this is the thing that I kept coming back to was the Packers are playing to their competition. Yeah, that's what young teams do usually. I know, and that, that was the common denominator that I brought up. And I the Falcons game was one of the ones that I brought up in that conversation. And we can't we can't deny that we didn't sit here last Friday and say that Baker Mayfield has actually had a pretty good season so far. Yeah, well, Baker yeah. has been solid this year. Not yeah. perfect passer rating yeah. good, but Not like career game good. Right. We like, yeah, we can't the say that Baker Mayfield has been trash and he's gonna be on his fourth team in the next, you know, in the fourth last four seasons. Right. He's been good. So like it's not not like we're playing practice squad guys either, like we did against the Rams. That's fair. All right. Last thing before we can move on to a positive note to end this game with Jordan Love, but uh, time of possession, almost dead even. Packers had the ball for one more minute. Tampa Bay ran two more plays in the Packers. So almost dead even on time of possession. Now we can end this game with a positive note with Jordan Love. So, Simon, what were your thoughts on Jordan Love against the Buccaneers? My bad. I was opening something to eat. Um, <laughs> feed, feed a corn. John the flu. It's popping the popcorn. <laughs> no, they're, they're high chews. They're good. Oh yeah, I love those things. Yeah, those things are good. Probably not the best uh, to eat during a podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, he's know. trying to trying to lubricate the throat a little bit. That's why. I, that's why I, I muted myself. Yeah, I, I kind of said earlier, I, I thought he had a super solid game. I would have loved for him to see. I think he missed on a few early throws, but then in the second half really came down, uh, came around and, you know, had a little bit of rhythm. The Jaden Reed um, touchdown missed early on uh, fourth and two at the within uh, inside the five. That's just that's a throw you got to make. And I feel like sometimes he because that was a really clean pocket he had. And sometimes I feel like he throws off balance for when he doesn't have to. And that was one of the times which caused him to overthrow him. And he was wide open. But he had some amazing throws this game. (laughs) Um, Particularly the first down in 20 
to uh, I forget who it was that made a diving catch on the outside on the right when he Ricky, rolled out. Maybe. What's up? Was that the one that Heath? Heath. That's who it was. And then uh, third and down, uh, Jaden Reed in the end zone was just an incredible throw and catch. Yeah, what a dime. But yeah, this is the type of these are the type of games that if he like he's consistently starting to make, where I think the Packers have no choice but to offer him a contract extension. And it blows my mind that people <laughs> there are still people out there want him benched, and I don't get Wild. it. I don't get it. Wild. And this guy I was like going back and forth was was like, it seems like he's not very decisive on whether he wants to run and throw. And I'm like, what games are you watching, dude? He's been pretty good at deciding when to run and throw. Yeah, I was like, he's been very decisive this year, I feel like. And I don't ever feel like he's in a panic mode. And I, I I say, I've been saying this a lot this year, is like his demeanor is... Well, I I know like everyone might not agree with this, but like you don't ever want to see someone that's too hyped or not hyped enough when they when things don't go their way, and people kind of ripped on Rogers a lot for like his body language when things didn't go right. But Jordan Love is very stoic and he doesn't let his feelings or emotions get to him, and it's just like he's very much onto the next play. And he's gonna make it, kind of guy, and that's what that's what I guess amazes me the most, especially for someone that's in their first year starting, is he doesn't allow the moments to get like too big for him or whatever. He's just gonna go out there and play, and I, I love that about him. Absolutely, yeah. It's a scenario where okay, twenty nine for thirty nine, seventy four point four percent, two hundred eighty four yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Give me that every single week. I will take that quarterback. Every single week. 284, two touchdowns, 74% completions, and no interceptions. I will take that every single game. I, I will say, I want to add one thing, and I, I kind of missed on it, but I meant to mention it. I would have liked him to th- see, I would have liked him to throw up a prayer instead of taking a sack fumble on the last play. Yeah. I, I know it's like kind of nitpicky because the game was kind of more right. or less over, but. Just throw something up. Who gives a shit at and that that's point? That's a scenario where, like, if if Watson is there, that's 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 Jordan Love's fuck it guy. Like, fuck it, Christian's down there somewhere. And he and if you know thing if they pick it off, I'm not gonna hold that against him. It's just a punt at that point. Yeah, it's a punt. Uh, Bryant, what are you thinking about Jordan Love? Yeah. I mean, I guess the people that want him bench, they should probably want Patrick Mahomes benched and Josh Allen because, you know, Mahomes has 26 touchdowns and 13 interceptions a year. Love's at 25 and 11. Uh, I mean, like, people, like, don't realize how decent, like, good he's actually playing. He's tied for, what, fourth or fifth in the league in touchdown passes. Um, there's been a lot of interceptions this year. He's, like, 13th in QBR. He's, like, 17th in rating. And this is his first year starting. He hasn't had a running game we talked about. It's all young wide receivers. His best, his deepest, like most, well, his most explosive threat wide receiver hasn't been healthy all season, it seems like. Um, so for this game, I thought he played great. The problem is when your defense, and I'm not trying to harp on the defense, we had two drives that sucked. And one of them, I hated the fact that we we deferred to start the game. I don't know why. We had been doing good. Take the ball. Yeah. And, and score because what what we do there's two drives that were totaled eight plays total 
and we had to punt on both those. What happened after both those? The Bucks scored a touchdown, right? And one of them was right after half where we go three and out, and it was one of those stupid drives where it's like, oh, we don't have a completion on first down. We better run it in the third, second and seven, or third and seven, and then hope we complete it. And it, and I love I, kind of like I'm on the same page as Matt. Or I mean, Jake, I want to love Matt LaFleur, but it's like, it's so predictable. Okay, well, no completion on first down. We better run it in the second and long. Just like on that first um, series, red zone series. Yeah, granted the fourth down play should have been made, but I would rather see that play ran on third down. And then, you know, because we just ran it a bunch or whatever. So they're kind of expecting it. You know, I mix it up a little bit. It's like he he gets stuck in the same thing. But anyways, back to Jordan Love. I thought he played great. A really good game. But it's like he missed on two drives. And because our defense couldn't make those stops, it was game over. That's hard. That's hard to do is, you know, only miss on two drives. Like we punted, you know, a few times. But those 20 points, if, you know, if we make a few more stops, I know we were like somehow we actually won time of possession probably because the Bucks scored so quickly a few times. But, um, you know, you can't really blame him, you know, those two two times, you know, he and they scored touchdowns. Like, so other than that, he played really well, I thought. I mean, so you just got – your defense has to make a stop. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate that he was kind of overshadowed by the defense being bad because Jordan Loves deserved, deserves credit for playing well. So, uh, David said you can tell a lot of – in a lot of cases, the fans that only have watched Rodgers or Favre and Rodgers. And that's that's true, and it's a thing where we're in a scenario where obviously Aaron Rodgers just left, and people, unfortunately, we live in a, a, a world of instant gratification. So people expect a guy who's been learning the system for three years to instantly be good on the field. And I know we've said it tons and tons of times that there is no substitute for game reps. And anybody who has ever been in the NFL would, would tell you the same thing. That there's no substitute for game reps. So that is a factor. Like there has to be some patience involved. We were all ready to commit at least two seasons to that patience. Not eight games when people were calling for fucking Sean Clifford and Alex Magoo to start games. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just absolutely ridiculous. What a time to be alive. Oh my god, I kind of wish I wasn't at sometimes, but like <laughs> Carolina has a really good pass defense. Watch he'll he'll struggle possibly struggle a little bit, not light up the box score and people will be losing their minds. So yeah, well Jordan Love couldn't even put up three hundred passing yards against Carolina, like to, to Carolina's not credit. Like Carolina one, like the third best pass pass one of like as far as you know, giving up passing yards in the league. Yeah, it is what it is. So Jake, what are you thinking about Jordan Love? I think he's improving. I think he's getting better. He looks uh, looks in command. Uh, looks like the guy who's going to be our quarterback next year. So if you're calling for Sean Clifford, uh, don't watch the rest of this season and do not tune in for next season because Jordan Love is going to be under center. Sorry to tell you that. Uh, also, wait. your racism is showing. So I uh, just wanted to put that out there. Um, oh, God, if people make comments about that now. Uh, it, it, you know, I, there's no other way to explain it in my book. Uh, I shouldn't be some, surprised. Some people are just built like that. Um, since week 12, Jordan Love is top five in QBR at 74, touchdowns with nine, and completions with 101. So for a guy who misses some passes to be top five since week 12 is pretty impressive. Uh, get the feet under control. Uh, start hitting some of those, those layups. Uh, quote unquote, and uh, 
other than that, I don't have a problem. I love his uh, I love his ability and his want to stretch the field and and try to challenge the defense. That's something that's a big positive for for him in my book. So just keep doing what you're doing, man. Uh, keep keep building the, the the trust with the wide receivers. Keep building with Wicks and and Kraft, and hopefully Musgrave can come back this year, and hopefully you can get some more game time with Christian Watson. But would really love it if he could uh, sneak us into the playoffs. That would be something special, in my opinion. You are muted. Yeah, that's the thing. I was sorry. I was typing because I was looking okay. up Jordan Love's stats while you guys were talking, so I could have them. Uh, that's the thing. We haven't talked a lot about the playoff scenarios. The Packers do still pretty much control their own destiny. Like if they yeah, win their last few well. games, that, it's like the Rams win. The Rams win. Uh, hurt a little bit. lot. Yeah, I've heard us a lot. Even still, like I think even with the Rams win, I still think if they win out, it's still like eighties percentage. Yeah, probably. I was playing with the the machine thing earlier, so because yeah. like winning the Vikings would be one of their yeah. wins, which would help get the Vikings yeah. out potentially. So it's it's essentially a handful of teams going for um, three spots or two two spots. Sorry, it's gonna be like three or four teams going for two spots. So that's where we're at. It just hurts now. Me. Um, Brian sent me a pretty cool stat about Jordan Love. The fact that he is on pace for over 4,000 yards and has not had a single 100-yard game receiver this season. That speaks yeah. to the passing game distribution, which is fantastic. Um, so I pulled it up while Brian and Jake were talking about Jordan Love. Jordan Love is 10th in yards, tied for 5th in touchdowns, 13th in quarterback rating. Uh, and Jake said top 5 since week 12 in quarterback rating as well. Um, Simon also tossed in there that he's 16th in uh, yards per attempt at 6.9, which is nice. That's nice. That's <laughs> the best one. Nice. <laughs> All righty. So anything else you guys want to say on the Buccaneers game? Nope. We're going to turn the page. We're not going to talk about it anymore, okay? Yep. Turn the page. Focus on the next one. I mean, we got three weeks left. Yeah. And playoffs potentially. Yeah, seven weeks left, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it. I would be happy to be watching the – the Super Bowl, the Packers playing at an airport while Jake and I are on our way back from the Senior Bowl. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So Simon is currently chipmunking another high chew so he can talk <laughs> and not have, um, you know, sound like an old lady voice. So, Brian, <laughs> I'll let you go first. Um, what are you looking for from the Packers offense against the Panthers? Run the damn ball. Like, this defense is actually pretty good. Uh, Deep set defends pretty the pass pretty well. Um, they only give up the third most yards in the NFL, so it won't be a cakewalk. They do allow a 64% completion, so um, there's that. There's still no there's no reason for Jordan Love to throw the ball 40 times this game. Um, that's a recipe for a loss if we do that. Um, they they aren't super effective rushing the passer, so Love will have time in the pocket. But um, but once again, they you know they only give up 175 yards or 100 yeah 173 yards a game on average. Uh, they are decent against the run, uh, but they're middle of the pack. But they've given up 4 point, uh, 4.0 yards per carry, about 21 rushing touchdowns. So I really do think um, this needs to be a balanced attack, right? This is one of those games you want it to be close to, you know, 50-50, 60-40 at worst. Um, that's where I'd like like to see that. It's inter- interesting, though, because their defense has given up, this, like, fewest yards. They're good against the, our third-fewest yards in the league. They're – good against pass, but they're like fourth worst in the league and giving up points. 
that they're probably turning the ball over in their own zone and stuff like that because they're giving up like 24 points a game. So yeah. I think if we have a balanced attack and we give Jordan some easy completions, you don't want to be throwing JC horns back in the lineup and stuff like that now. So, you know, they got some good players out there. Uh, you don't want to be thrown deep too many times. Like if we can, you know, have high completion throws and get the running game going, um, you know, should be, in, I think we'll be in all right shape. I'll take a, I'll take a Jordan love 20 for 30 for, 250 in two games. Yeah. It, it doesn't need to blow the door off off the box score for the Packers yeah. to win effectively. Just play clean football. Yeah, absolutely. And and be good on third down, which is my thing. Like my yeah. big thing is the Packers are sixth in the NFL on third down at 43.78%, exceeding my goal of 40% and the 2022 percentage at 39.5. Now, here's the thing. It's not like the NFL is down across the league, so the Packers were able to elevate themselves uh, on a down year. Because actually, percentages on third down across the NFL are up. So the Packers are having a good year on third down, while the whole NFL collectively has gone up on third down. So I'm I'm impressed with the Packers on third down. That's my big thing is going to be for the Packers to succeed on third down on offense. So, uh, Jake, what are you looking for for the offense for the Packers against the Panthers. All right. So I'm going to start out by giving a stat for Bryant since he wants to run the ball. I agree. Uh, the Panthers have allowed 80 or more yards and a touchdown to opposing running backs in five of the last six weeks. So that could definitely be a big key. Uh, let's get Aaron Jones cooking, go with some pan- some balanced complimentary football. Um, also, I want us to finish in the red zone. Okay. Uh, over the last two weeks, we are four for ten in the red zone, scoring touchdowns. That needs to change if you – that is not winning football. Uh, obviously, running the ball, some play action. Tyler, my God, some freaking play action would be nice. Uh, let's get back to that. Jordan Love was cooking out of the play action. So Love is really going. good at it. Yeah, he's, he's pretty good at it. So let's get that going again. And, uh, you know, talking about the rush defense, they are 20th. Uh, our offense is also 20th, so that's pretty even. Uh, one of them's going to have to win. Um, but, yeah, they, they don't allow many yards, but they allow a lot of points, like Bryant was saying. But let's uh, let's play some complimentary football, get Jones involved early, keep him involved late, and uh, I think I see us coming away with a W, man. Jordan Love on play action this season has a 71.3 completion percentage. Dang it. Yeah. I will take that. Um, All right. So, Simon, what are you looking for from the Packers offense against the Panthers defense? Uh, Yeah. Um, GC Horns looked pretty healthy. I think the secondary has quietly been kind of underrated. They don't necessarily have anyone that's like a superstar, but uh, the Panthers definitely kind of do the same thing the Packers do. They don't allow any large chunks down the field, so it's going to be very much a methodical approach to marching down the field, keeping the ball um, safe, and taking long drives to get uh, points on the board. Uh, Their pass rush really isn't much to write home about. Brian Burns has looked not as good as in the last few years. And he's uh, 55th, excuse me, in the league in total pressures. And uh, surprisingly, Derek Brown's been um, – he leads that team in pressures this year. Hmm. Um, 
and he he's been he's been really good. Um, they also have one of the worst run defenses on an EPA basis, uh, and they're twenty seventh in success rate. Um, I, you just got to we got to get the run game going this week. And, and I, I hate seeing this, but like it feels like Matt Lafleur sort of panics a little bit, and he'll feel like game starts slipping out of the hands. So they'll just abandon it in total. And we already brought up the stat, but 16 rushing yards outside the first drive is just – that should never happen. Even if you're behind by two scores, like, you you can still mix it in. And, like, actually, we talked about it too. Like, even when they have the running game going, like, don't abandon the deep ball either. Like, it, it needs to be balanced. Balanced. All right. Um Bryant, what are you looking for from the Packers' defense against the Panthers? So this is the exact first sentence I had last week, and I'm just going to read it again. I can't do this crap where we watch a mediocre quarterback just throw what they want against us because we play soft and let them complete anything they want underneath. Literally what I wrote before the game last week because of the Tommy DeVito game. Bryce Young, he might be good in the future. He is not good right now. He is not. He doesn't have the sporting cast around him. So now if we let him get in a groove because – Thielen wants to run 55 slants and outs, and we just let them complete those at free will. And then Jonathan Mingo is a nice young player. Um, and Chuba Hubbard can, you know, catch out of the backfield. We might see the same crap. This is not a good offense. Okay. So um, this is the fourth, fourth worst scoring offense in the league. Third worst when it comes to moving the ball, uh, putting up only 270 yards a game. This isn't an offense we should need to worry about letting up the big play. So just please, for the love of God, I put please, for the love of God, blitz and play aggressive. The only throw, uh, they only throw the ball for 164 yards a game and rush for over just a uh, hundred. So it's not like they're running the ball down people's throats. Uh, so there's no reason to let Young just have any easy completion he wants, because that's how you let a young quarterback who struggled for the most of the year gain confidence. Uh, Carolina has given up the fourth most sacks in the league. So get home. I have a feeling. They're going to do the scrap where it's like, oh, we'll just rush forward the entire time because their offensive line hasn't played good. So hopefully that's not the case. I'm not saying we need to blitz every every damn time, but for one, bring the house once in a while or something. Just pressure someone to make a play and tr- make it. That's how you turn it into a turnover. Uh, they've only thrown for 11 touchdowns and rushed for five, and they've thrown for nine touchdowns and lost three fumbles. So they've only scored four more touchdowns on the year offensively than they've turned the ball over the entire year. That's not good. Uh, if we allow the score team to score more than 20 points to me, it's an embarrassment unless their defense gets like two touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, or garbage time is a thing, but like, that's true. Know, that is what it is. But I will say on the subject of sacks, I don't think if the game that we just saw two weeks ago, where it was like, you know, we tried to just get home with, with guys winning one-on-ones with that game, having been two weeks ago, I don't think that, I don't think that's going to be the case. Like there's, if we can figure that out, like I'm pretty sure guys who who do this for a living can figure that out. I hope so. But I mean, I mean, look at the, that game. Tommy DeVito was sacked seven times a game before us. Sacked zero against us. Sacked seven times against the Saints. So yeah. Okay, uh, Jake, what are you looking for from the Packers defense against the Panthers? Yeah. So I looked at. I went through a couple of box scores from the Panthers, and I was doing some averages and doing some math, and it was a lot of fun, but. The Panthers have really committed to the run over the last three games, and they've looked a lot better. Um, they're averaging 155.3 rush yards per game over the last three games. Uh, if you go over the Packers' last six weeks, they average giving up 158.5, uh, 
obviously giving up two 200-yard games. So stopping the run is really going to be a key. So we're going to need the D-line and the front seven all knowing their P's and Q's, no goddamn communication for the love of God if I hear that after this game. That makes me more mad than hearing that we need to get Jones the ball. I know there's a reason why I, put, you. I knew uh, there's a reason why I put Chuba Hubbard in my daily fantasy lineup this week. So, I mean, not my yeah, that can't happen. Um, the Panthers haven't scored a first half touchdown in like seven weeks, dude. So that we're not. Let's not. Let's continue that trend. Let's not become the you said first that half. First half in seven in weeks. Seven weeks. First half. So like the first two quarters. The first. Half of so the game, like, they like the Packers, weeks two through eight, when they were struggling in the first half. Yeah, so they're we're gonna, gonna, we're gonna not allow them to score a touchdown. That would be great. Don't uh, don't jinx touchdown. us like that, Ricky Bobby. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Um, I will say this. Um, also, Bryce Young hasn't thrown a touchdown, I believe, since October or November nineteenth. So a whole month since he's thrown a touchdown. Um. Yeah. So he's gonna throw three this week. In our favor right now. That <laughs> you want to talk about get right games. Like when the Bucks have the Hornets on the schedule, I'm like, nice, bro. We have the Hornets of the NFL on our schedule right now. It's time I mean, to get it's, right. It's literally in the same state. So good job. Yeah. So let's uh let's get right. Let's let's win a damn football game on Sunday. Get everybody feeling good for Christmas Day, and uh, we'll go on to the Vikings next week. Simon, what are you looking for from the Packers defense? Um, yeah, this <laughs> God. The only thing I think I, I said it uh, while we were watching the game or whatever, but like. This is a game where I feel like the D-line is just going to be super important because Bryce Young does have a set of legs, and this might be the worst um, like roster of weapons that we've faced all year. And if the D-line doesn't keep their gaps – then Bryce Young's going to do the same thing that Danny De- or Danny DeVito did. Tommy DeVito did to us, where like D line will push too far up the field, and Bryce Young's just going to take off in the middle and have you know eighty some yards rushing against us. But Adam Thielen is probably their best weapon, which is sad because he's a little over the hill. He's still reliable. I like Adam Thielen a lot as a person. 112 targets on the year. Um, Jonathan Mingo's second, but he has a putrid 49% catch rate. And um, he ranks 114th out of 120 receivers in adjusted yards per route. Hayden Hurst is Hurt. Hayden Hurst. Yeah. Like nothing he's dealt, with, he's dealt with some pretty tough injury stuff, like, yeah. like life-threatening type stuff, like brain injury type stuff. So I, I hope that Hayden Hurst is healthy and able to play yeah, for, for, for his, sure for his health yeah um but they're i mean they're their running game is not scary um chuba hubbard's having an okay year but they are 25th in epa per rush and 22nd in success rate um their o-line their tackles are the strength their interior is really not good um so that's why I'm expecting kind of a big a big game from our D-line. Uh, Kenny Clark, I feel like, is going to feast. And I'll say this. Bryant brought up the fact that they barely have more touchdowns and turnovers. 
to their to their credit, actually, they don't turn the ball over that much. They average 1.2 giveaways per game. That's tied for 11th in the NFL. So they're mm-hmm. actually in the top half in an offensive category. So that's that's the last thing I have. Um, Bryant, what is your matchup to watch? I put Matt LaFleur versus Aaron Jones. Um, oh. Because if I'm Aaron Jones and he isn't giving me the ball, I'm tackling him on the sidelines. <laughs> taking the headset and wearing it out on the field while I call carries for myself. There should not be a quarter that he doesn't have five touches unless we just automatically go, like, really bad, go three now. Like, I get it. He's going to have his plays where he's, like, one yard or negative one yard or whatever, and and Matt needs to do a good time of not just continuing to go back to the well like he did on that first, um, first red zone drive. Like, then that would have been a perfect time to use your play action against you, them, because they're expecting you to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Instead of on fourth and two, where it's like, well, they ain't running the ball here. Maybe we do a little, one of those swing passes, but it really hasn't worked. But I would have much rather thrown the ball on third down, even if we don't complete it. They still don't know what we're doing there. So, but my thing is just get the ball to Aaron Jones. He's not on. I can't hear this. Well, we we're easing him back in. No, you're not, because you just took him off the injury report. So now you're either saying you weren't properly saying his injury, kind of like we just seen the Bucks do with White or whatever that they might be fined for. Or you just don't know how to give him the ball for whatever reason. How do you feel about putting Jordan Love in option situations? I like that. I think he's good at that. He's fine enough at that. I know he fumbled this last game, and and now it's two in a row after a stupid talking head said he hasn't fumbled yet. Now he's fumbled twice. But, I mean, like, it was just kind of his fumble this last game was kind of bad, though. He kind of got held up. I'm just glad he didn't get injured. It was on a sack, too. It's not yeah. like he was running with the ball and, you know, it was I'm just. Glad he didn't get injured. But, um, yeah. yeah, it's Aaron Jones. He's got to touch the ball. Like, run the damn ball. We're in December now. I know it's going to be. We'll see how they, they react to the heat because it's supposed to be like, I don't want to jump into Jake's weather report, but um, they need yeah, to run the ball. It's going to be a nice day. That's all I'll say. <laughs> all right, Jake, what's your matchup? I wrote down two. Tyler picked me to do defense, so the uh, Simon was stealing a little bit of my thunder here. But Derek Tom- Derek Brown, I almost said Derek Thomas. Wow! Imagine if they had Derek Thomas, I'd be a little scared. Uh, Derek Brown, defensive tackle for the the Panthers. He's only missed two tackles in run situations. He leads the team in run play tackles with fifty five. So he's really controlling the middle of the field. So it's really hard right. to run be- run between the guards. Um, Trade for him. He also leads the team in quarterback hits with 11, and he also leads them in quarterback hurries with 23. Uh, he will be going against Josh Myers, who at times this year has struggled. Let's not lie. Uh, also, He's we been are good at times too. Like I don't know what to do with Josh Myers, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I mean we're we're rotating right guards, so we've had we've had some struggles from that position as well. Elton Jenkins hasn't played perfect all the time either, so uh, I think Derek Brown's going to be a guy that's going to be hard to contain, but. If we could find a way to do it and run the ball, you know, between the between the numbers here, as they like to say, and we'll find some success. Uh, Simon, what's the matchup you're watching? Jake took it. I said uh, the same thing. Do you want Do you want Adam Thielen? I'll talk about Adam Thielen real quick. No, because Adam Thielen's mine. You shut up. See, that's why <laughs> I wrote down one. You already had one. I knew, one. Gonna, <laughs> I knew somebody's gonna have Thielen. I knew it. I have Eric Stokes versus Adam Thielen. Now this is dependent on if Jair Alexander plays or not. 
but it's it sounds like they're they're using the word hopeful that he's that he can play. Mm. So I don't know. He's listed as questionable. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and I'm hopeful um, Joe Barry will turn into freaking you know Robert Sala overnight, but. <laughs> Things are a little bit different in probability. <laughs> yeah. Send him to the tanning booth and shave his head, bro. Like, oh, I don't know about that. Maybe send him to the weight room too. Jeez, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Robert right. Sala could go out and play linebacker for our defense. Anyway, sorry, off track. I have Eric Stokes versus Adam Thielen. Eric Stokes struggled with Mike Evans. I mean, it's Mike Evans and it's Eric Stokes' first week back from injury, but uh, he needs a get-right game, a bounce-back game. This is an opportunity for that. So I'm going to come back to Eric Stokes later. Spoiler alert. Um, Simon, I'll let you go first for X-Factors. Who's your X-Factor? I got uh, uh, Quay Walker. I think um, Campbell being out, uh, it'll be up to <clears throat> Quay Walker. And I'm, I'm really hoping, and this kind of gets into my bold prediction a little bit, but I, I really think the defense is going to come out fired up again. Uh, up, holy crap! Sorry, they're gonna come out fired up this week after all the shit storm that happened this week and social media and the news and all that stuff. And him being out there, be the leader of the defense, uh, calling plays. And I, I, this is definitely a get right game for the guys. And I'm hoping that build helps them build the confidence to go into the end of the year. Um, and try to make the playoffs. All right. Um, Brian, who is your X Factor? Rashawn Gary. Uh, I think it's just time for him to wreck a game again. Yeah, I'm with that. Uh, Jake, who is your X Factor? This one goes out to the whole team, man. Um, start fast, finish strong. Uh, in the three-game winning streak, they were taking the ball. They were going down. They had the energy. Uh, the touchdown gave them gave them that early juice that they needed to uh, carry through the entire game. So I'm looking for the offense to start with the ball, give the team the juice. Hopefully the defense continues it, and we just go crazy, man. Yeah, uh, as if his name hasn't been said enough, my X Factor is Aaron Jones. But mm. uh, if he's 100% to ride him in all caps. Who's Aaron Jones? Um, uh, number thirty-three for the Packers. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people call him Showtime. Oh, okay. Like I listened to the first, uh, like the first Packers offensive drive on the radio, and I think Wayne Larravee said Showtime instead of Aaron Jones, like eighty percent of the time. <laughs> he calls him Showtime a lot. Well, let's let's have Showtime on Sunday. Um, yeah, let's let's make it so that his nickname is Showtime. Okay. Um. Simon, what is your key to the game? Uh, uh, take the take the long drives and protect the ball. I feel like this is going to be a game where we can have these six to eight minute drives, put some points on the board, um, keep the ball uh, in our possession, and uh, be comfortable uh, with the time of possession. Bryant, what is your key to the game? I put win the turnover battle and score off of it if you – Score off of it. Like, how do you lose the bad teams? You lose the turnover battle. Yeah, Giants. Uh, Jake, what is your key to the game? Just wanted to play free. Um, I feel like the pressure of the season uh, was mounting with the team going on a three-game winning streak. 
um, getting them to. Sorry, my girlfriend's showing me this random, most random shit of all time in the middle of me trying to talk. Um, <laughs> please go away. Thank you. Um, <laughs> pressure of the playoffs. Uh, we've had some miscommunication, some mental errors. Um, it's made them really look bad and start to press. So I want them just to play free. Uh, just go out there, play football, strap up. This is a good one. Touchdowns, not field goals. Simple. Yeah, that's what I said about red zone. So mine, mine is for for the Packers to play like the superior team. No more playing to the competition. And and with that, my thing is to win third down on both sides of the ball. So that said, Jake, what is the weather looking like? You know, I wanted to say I'm jealous, but we're actually going to have a really, really nice day weather-wise. Uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas, Tyler. I don't know if you look at yeah, it. Yeah, it's but... supposed to be like 50. Dude, when I saw that, I was like, shit, I don't need to move to Florida anymore, boy. 50 degrees on Christmas Eve. I mean, dog. when January rolls around, like January through March, I'm going to be fucking miserable. But Oh, dude. Like, middle of February, it's just like, yeah, just give us a holiday where I don't want to fucking go outside. Global warming's bringing Florida to us. <laughs> yeah, slowly but surely. I'm here for it. Um, but uh, in the world of the Panthers where David is going to be uh, 63 degrees, mostly sunny and mild. I mean, I'd categorize that as a great afternoon for football. It's supposed to be negative eight here. It's going to be closer to negative 63 than positive 63 for Simon. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's supposed to be uh negative eight here on Christmas. Oh, well, uh, fuck you, I guess. Uh, go make a snow angel or something. I don't know. <sighs> no, thanks. David said, why do you think I moved here? That's fair. That's that fair. is fair. All right. Bryant, I'll let you go first. What is your score prediction from the head? My score prediction says Simon head. Says. Are we doing Simon Says or score predictions? Oh, my bad. They got out of order. Scores first. Okay, my head is Packers 24, Carolina 16. All right. Uh, Simon, what is your score prediction from the head? I said 23-16. Ooh. Close. I have 24-13. Okay. Well, I have 24-17. All righty. We're all in the same wavelength here. Yeah, we're all really close. Uh, Bryant from the heart. 28-13. Okay. Simon? 27-10. Oh, my. I kept the Panthers at 13 for mine, and I have 33-13. That'd be nice. I would love that. Yeah. Uh, I I like Simon's heart more. 27-10? That's an ass whooping, bro. Um, I have a bigger margin margin of error. I know, but the the 10, I don't know, just sounds better. I don't know. They're they're putting three drives together and getting points. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Um, I'm saying garbage time, like I said. I have them at 17 still. I just have a 31-17. I don't like your margin of victory. <laughs> That's fine. It's mine. So, I like it. <laughs> All right. Now to Simon says. Um, <laughs> uh, Bryant has extra ones this week. So we're going to let Bryant give his first. I'll uh, we'll start with defense because there's more of them over there. So, Bryant, what is your what are your defense, well, Simon says? Is... The bonus one isn't a positive one. Uh, but my bonus or my defense, Simon says, is that Rashawn Gary scores a touchdown. Oh. I like it. 
I thought your bonus one was going to be Joe Barry gets fired this week. <laughs> it is. I, <laughs> but if the Packers give up more than 24 points and lose, Barry is fired in season. <laughs> they're not going to do it, dude. <laughs> fucking if they're eliminated essentially from the playoffs? If, okay, if they're eliminated from the playoffs, then yes. They did it to Mike McCarthy four years ago or whatever it was. Yeah, that was against still, the running. They were what, Cardinals team? 10 games in? I just, uh, even then, it was really, it was like 14 or 15 games in. It was really late. Dude. Yeah, it was pretty late in the season. We had, No, we had three games left. Philbin coached the last three games. Yeah. Okay. Were they mathematically eliminated from the playoffs already? Probably. Mm, essentially. No. Uh, we essentially were, but we lost to a really embarrassing Cardinals team. This is a really embarrassing yeah. Panthers team. Oh, that was the Josh Rosen game, wasn't it? It was, I think. I don't remember Ooh. that much, but. It might have All right, Simon, uh, do you do you have any Simon says, or do you want to do them right now? Okay, uh, Jake, give me your defensive one. Packers defense gets four sacks and two interceptions. Let sure. me just tie mine in because mine is Eric Stokes gets his first interception of twenty twenty three. I I don't maybe actually. I can see the four sacks, the two interceptions were just yeah, not the two interceptions are really tough to come by. I mean, that might He's a short guy could be tip passes. That's all I'm gonna say. That's true. Sure, why not? Let's do four sacks. I got, I gotta look that up. What's all right. Mine was for Stokes to get one. So if we do four sacks and one pick, and it's to Eric Stokes, I'll take that. Yeah. That we both win. Exactly. Uh, Bryant, what about offense? I put that Aaron Jones rushes for 100 yards and two touchdowns. I knew it. I knew you were going to do Aaron Jones 100 rush yards. I did it a little different. <laughs> All right. Rip uh, it. No. I just, no. I we're put, not going to have a 100-yard rusher this year. I put 100 scrimmage yards. Oh, yeah, sure. Three touchdowns. Ooh. Like the Dallas Cowboy game. Two pass, one rush. I don't like the three. I don't. I, I don't think many. so. Not with not with the way that Love has spread the ball yeah. around. Yeah, not the way the I Packers. See hundred scrimmage yards and I mean, one. You of could them. have you could have two catches for two touchdowns. Good. We don't know. I, I think three. If you said two, I could go for it. But I think three is a little. Even in the even in the red zone though, it's like Tucker Craft has been super yeah. involved. Like Reed is still a touchdown threat. I, I two hundred yards and four touchdowns. How about that? <laughs> I mean, if it happens, I'll be like, no, I was wrong. We have tons of guys to spread the ball around, and Jordan's like, fuck it, that's number 33 is the guy I want. Bryce Young's only had six batted passes this year. Hmm. It's probably throwing them all straight up because he's, what, like five foot eight? <laughs> Just launching them right up the elevator shaft. <laughs> all right. Mine for offense is Jordan Love throws touchdown, three touchdowns, all of them to rookies. Hmm. I don't want that to happen. We have three. Well, it'd have to be Tucker because we don't have Reed. Yeah, I can see that. Play. Well, yeah, Wix, I think is going to play. Yeah, and Heath could get one. True. All righty, Simon, you have any you want to offer up? Packers defense fired up. They allow less than two hundred yards of offense. Oh, if they play up in their faces, I could see it happening. Two fifty. I'll give you. If they allow less than two hundred yards, dude. Talk about Jekyll and Hyde. Joe Barry lifetime contract. 
what what do we do? <laughs> watch Barry. Watch our defense just like allow like an average of seven points over the last three games, and then they extend him. I'll lose my mind, bro. <laughs> oh, dude, you and about a million other Packers oh, fans man. will go nuts. I don't know. I, I think his fate's already sealed. Yeah. The team could yeah, shut I out. Three Especially with his contract games. ending. If his contract wasn't up, these last three games might hold a little more weight. Yeah. But I think it's pretty much just letting the letting the train run its course. And when it comes to the station, they're going to get on a different train. Barry's coaching somewhere else next year, no matter what. And he's not going to be a defensive coordinator. He's going to be. Uh, a he, might, he might need to take a year off and people forget about how awful he is. He'll be coaching linebackers somewhere next year. I would bet money on it. Yeah. yeah. Probably in LA again. Could, yeah, very well could be. Uh, David said, Reed better play. I hope he plays. I mean, yeah, I it could know. be where they feel so comfortable with him. He's so important to their offense right now. They just like don't get hurt. Just come out and watch the game plan or whatever. But we'll see. Normally, if they don't practice all week, they won't play. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, sure. Simon, do you have one for offense or? They just no. only do one. All righty. Well, we had a lot of good discussion. So we will be back next Friday as well, covering this game, and we got three more to go. Again, if the Packers win out, they do At still, least. for the most part, control their own destiny. It's still a good chance that they win all three games. Take them one at a time, and we'll go from there. So we'll be back next Friday, and then Jake and I will be back on Wednesday. Yep. See you then. All righty. Happy holidays, everybody. Have a good Christmas. Go Barry. Oh, yeah. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.